This is Performance Deliver, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. Today, we're going to talk about growing your business during the working from home world. Here to speak with me about the topic is Bob Gold, who is the founder and CEO of Bob Gold and Associates, one of the premier independent integrated communications public relations agencies in the country. Bob is also managing partner of Hemisphere Technologies, Inc., which is dedicated to investing in publicly traded and privately held technology companies. He's the author of the popular children's book, The Shiny Penny, and holds a master's degree from the Annenberg School of Communications at the University of Southern California, where he also sits on the alumni board of directors. Bob, welcome to Performance Delivered. Thank you, Stefan. It's so nice to be here with you and to be with one of the new influencer podcasters <laughs> in the country. Thank you so much. Um, Bob, before we are going to talk about how companies can grow their business during a working from home environment, tell our listeners a bit more about yourself. How did you get started uh, in your career? Mm, how I got started? You know, I think the 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 truth is that we need to look at moments of pain and moments of discomfort as great growth moments. And I have been, what I will say, fired twice in my life, laid off, whatever you want to call it, once from a PR agency that within 10 days from the day I was let go, I started and launched what is Lifetime Today as their first PR person and uh, spent a long time in the cable business. And then when I left Fox Sports, again, not by my choosing, so you can pick the name, I ended up starting my own business 23 years ago. So this conversation is a great conversation to have about overcoming difficult times and using the pain of a difficult time for growth and development. When you founded uh, your PR company, did you go after after specific industry in the market or what did you focus sure, on in sure. the beginning? Well, you know, I'll tell you. First of all, when I started my company, like every entrepreneur, I thought, what's a great name to brand my company with, you know, to give it an independent identity? Mm -hmm. But the truth is I had worked at Lifetime and HBO and in the sports world, and I had established my own brand. And I realized that the strongest brand for a company to accomplish and win business would be myself. So it became Bob Golden Associates. And because I'd been in that cable television and programming world, that's where I worked the room, if you will, because that was the room that I was in. <laughs> and interestingly enough, I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I was just going to consult for a few weeks until I got my next corporate gig. But in five weeks, I earned five clients from technology to programming. And that was my life-changing moment of realizing after six months, the universe had spoken to me and this is what I was going to do, have my own business and begin to empl uh, hire employees and grow it and continue that success. So you, I think it's always best to work a Rolodex of people you know than people you don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to focus on where your where your strengths are and kind of trying to build new strength in a new industry, basically. Yes. As, as a company, 
you know, before COVID-19 started to impact everyone's life, obviously not only, not only individuals, but also companies, had you set up your business already as a, as a remote business? So where you, the people that work at your company work remote, or was that a situation that you had to adjust to? Yeah, no, I, I in fact have had long-term uh, ongoing discussions and disagreements with staff because I like having staff in my office and working remote is not something that I'm was comfortable with and still not comfortable with. You know, what I have found, despite others, you know, screaming how productive they are and work from home, that with especially junior staff, working remotely without supervision, without the ability to pop your head in and have a quick conversation or solve something or demonstrate something, it becomes difficult. And so work from home was a pretty major adjustment, as well as making my office building a safe environment for people who chose to continue to work here. Mm -hmm. I think what you just said is, is very interesting. You said, you know, it's difficult for junior staff. And, you know, obviously here at Symphony Digital, we have been set up as, as a business where everyone works remote. And obviously yeah. the situation hasn't really challenged us in that regard that we had to find, you know, processes, tools, etc., to make things work, to make things smooth. Yeah. But I, I, when I talk to my business partner, I always say, you know what, the, the greatest challenge is going to be for us in the future when we kind of start to, to grow further, when we want to bring in more junior people to to kind of train them, to keep an eye on right. them. Because it's easy right. when you're in, a, when in an office environment, right? And you see when someone is stuck, when yeah. you see that someone doesn't comprehend what you want them to do. But when you work remote, even with on video, right, when you're on that call, it's sometimes hard to get those cues, what are your thoughts? Do you think there are there are ways to overcome that situation and, and and still you know bring in junior people and help them grow? Although you might have to to a certain extent have them remote. Yeah. Well, I think I think what the reality is is that working remotely is not going to go away, and it is a permanent part of our fixture and style. But it's not all one or the other. I think we're going to see, um, as we progress further and further, a hybrid approach to all businesses, not just to an agency business. We're going to see that at conferences. We're going to see that some people will still want to gather and some people say, you know what, I don't want to fly. I don't want to travel. I don't need to. And uh, I'll come in by Zoom or whatever. And so that's that's going to be our challenge of accepting this new hybrid model. And I think that we haven't hired any junior staff during this time. But I have to tell you, I do feel like a superhero because we didn't lay anyone off during COVID and we didn't cut any salaries and we still haven't. But we haven't hired anyone on that's junior because of a training concern. Yeah, I, I mean, I hear you. I, I speak to a lot of uh, agency owners and, and some of them really had to make hard decisions, whether right. asking their staff to to accept a pay cut or even having to let, lay off people. And I mean, it's, it's always hard, right? Because it's nothing that individual has done, you know, because that person hasn't delivered or right. anything. It's just the, the circumstances. Yeah. 
make you do exactly. that, you know. A second ago, now I just want to touch on that before I want to move on. As you said, you like to have people around you in the office. In addition to, to the fact that obviously you can keep an eye on people, can keep a better overview, also from a training perspective, it, it might be easier to have them around you in an office environment. Mm. Is there another reason why you prefer having people huddled around yeah, you rather than... Yeah, my experience is that remote working, it tends to be a tactical plan. If you're looking at strictly tactical executions, it's it's very strong and you can click off everything on the list that you were supposed to do and get it done. Collaboration, innovation, creativity, it tends to happen when people gather, not when we're separated. And except for more highly skilled and developed levels of executive, that's the challenge, getting creativity alone with the distractions of home. And in the agency world, we fight a battle of a balance between being creative and strategic and finding creative solutions for strategic problems and tactically being more arms and legs and just getting the work done. And that's the issue of work from home and and being in the office. That makes sense. Bob, how has this working from home situation changed your business? I mean, companies have started to bring people back into their office, obviously. And I think before yeah. we jumped on, you had talked about the fact that, you know, I had to think through how to keep a safe work environment, which is obviously a big topic for, for everyone, right? How to stay safe. But how, how has this situation changed your business? Yeah. So we were blessed because we had migrated to Microsoft Teams, shameless plug for Microsoft, um, simply to go into the cloud for all of our work solutions because it was getting time to think about new servers and situations for everyone here. And that just seemed to be the sense of where to go. So we had already gone to Microsoft Teams when it was time to work from home, and therefore it was seamless for us, for video calls, for connecting with each other through their Slack-like messaging system, through email, document sharing, all of it. Suddenly, we really didn't have a hiccup in that regard. We were blessed. And each employee was given a bonus, um, which was to pay for any equipment that they needed while they were at home or their utilities from working from home or to put in their pocket. And uh, so that worked out nicely, you know, in that regard. Sounds like there wasn't a big impact on the business. You had kind of already done certain things before COVID-19 hit, which, which, afterwards kind of helped you run the business, run projects, work with your team? You know, I, I have to tell you, having lived through 2008, 2009, I, which I, I was completely unprepared for, like a lot of agency owners, I was just unprepared for the level of cutting and what went on and how to position and go forward. In this case, I've been incredibly focused on not letting that happen again. And so we have been nimble. We have pivoted. We created on-demand pricing programs for clients that said, you know, pay us a, 
a monthly minimum retainer to cover nominal retainer that covers your our administrative time, setting up the files, time for phone calls, and then every project you want on top of that is an add-on project that we bill for you individually. And that was actually terrific for winning business when no one wanted to spend and everyone wanted to harbor their dollars, which actually could have been more than a you know spending in a month than a retainer would have been. We launched a bankruptcy practice, seeing that bankruptcy was going to be growing uh, across country uh, companies and industries and you know have one business in that category as well. I think the the whole sense of of how to move forward, the bigger issue from work from home is the new economy that we're operating on. We went through months where Clients did not want to be on more than one or two months contract. They'll take it slower. The year-long contract wasn't happening. Now we're on three months and we're actually getting requests for six and 12-month contracts. But people are still very uncertain. Companies are uncertain on how to spend and how to move forward and flexibility, awareness, tight controls on costs so that you're looking at what does it cost to do a news release or a media tour or something along that line that you are covering every dollar and making sure you're serving a client appropriate to the budget and not as you might have within a retained relationship. That's interesting. So shorter, shorter contract, I would think, also translates into less planning security. You know, in the in the mid and long term, oh, how how, yes. how have you tackled that issue? Well, uh, I will tell you, and that is, none of my staff are getting raises this year at all, and they won't going into the first quarter of next year for sure. They will get bonuses, so they'll make more money. We are looking at title, you know, growth, but we cannot because of the uncertain area. We can't create a new baseline of higher salaries, which, you know, and then you have to grow from that and grow from that and that inflationary area because the business, honestly, we have, we, we were hit so bad. I honestly have to say my wife died from cancer in 2018. That was a terrible year for me. And obviously I took my eye off the ball Mm. this year because of COVID, it has been financially a tougher year for us, and we've earned significantly less than I did when my wife passed away. We are earning less than when 2008 and 2009. We have to understand this is not a stable economy in any market area. Yeah. Bob, did you implement new procedures to to kind of adjust for for the situation? You obviously yes. said you know you, you you kind of there are no pay rises. People. And still get bonuses and things like that. Um, yes. but, but what about procedures and processes? Yeah. So, uh, in fact, I gave away 10% of my business to two employees so that they could take much more um, one-on-one guidance of other individuals on staff. I I needed to work less and stay focused on the strategy and the winning of you know, making rain is our number one focus. And myself and one other staff member are really, really, really focused on that. And and then just managing the rest to get through. And it's it's been a, uh, 
It has been, you know, tough work, I will say. It's it's been timely. I've had one of my guys who's a leader is getting his MBA at USC right now online. And so I don't know how he does it, how he does manages the staff and our workload that's here, plus just recently married and getting an MBA. Let's talk about stress. He's got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember the times my wife did her MBA while working full time. That's that's not fun. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. How about working with clients and, and media? How how has that changed during yeah. during this time? Well, I, I have to tell you, first of all, the media is working from home and we don't have everybody's cell phone. And it used to be you'd send out a pitch or you'd have a, a conversation and then you'd call up for follow up and you can't get a hold of anyone because they're not in the offices. And uh, so you're more and more reliant on email, Twitter, LinkedIn messaging, trying to get their attention and get a response because you don't have a phone number to reach these people. And that is really changed some of the responsiveness. I also found quite a number of reporters and editors have become more responsive to email as a result of these changes and less phone calls. So, you know, I guess it works both ways, but it is a much more distant relationship. Do you have to do you have to accommodate for that? I mean, if you have to wait longer, if it is hard to get people to respond, I mean that that must have an impact on your delivery timeline. Yeah, so we're a little bit of an unusual PR agency in that in every single contract we have guaranteed outcomes and results that you're buying. You're buying so many tier one and so many tier two uh, story placements. You're buying so many media and analyst briefings. You're buying so many byline placements. And, and you know, I've been doing this for 23 years. If I can't look at a client and say, this is what we can get, you know, shame on me. So, you know, the time of best efforts has dramatically changed. Well, There are stories that I thought were slam dunks, but if you can't get through, especially to some of the entertainment media, you know, keep in mind during this time, every publication, every news outlet, every broadcaster and cable network has cut their staff significantly. Their offices are closed, their studios have closed, their satellite offices have closed. I mean, the whole sense of resources that you could pick on has changed dramatically, and that affects story outcomes. Does that, does that mean there is more work for your team to do at the end of the day? <sighs> uh, there's more nagging. <laughs> there's much more <laughs> nagging. Okay. Okay. But now with clients, uh -huh. you know, the other side of that, the work with clients has not changed at all. In fact, if anything... It's kind of refreshing. I have only one client I travel for to Arizona, which puts my heart in my throat when I go and spend a day in their conference room. This is a bankruptcy client that, you know, obviously has a lot of needs and a lot of things that can't be discussed otherwise. So otherwise, it is globally, people are simply spending much more time in Zoom calls or the equivalency, and we're being very effective. And our clients, some of our clients have actually doubled their their um, investment with us because of the successes we are having. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. How about collaboration? 
What are the biggest challenges there when it comes to, you know, making sure that the people in your team work collaboratively together? You know, you earlier yeah. we talked about junior staff and then the challenges there are when it comes to them. But even for most senior people, as they're not sitting next to each other, as they're not kind of spontaneously can huddle up and, and, and kind of talk about things, how has that impacted the business and how have you overcome that? Yeah, so, you know, everything is fluid. And I, I own my office building that's two and a half blocks from the ocean. Uh, I mean, it's just a gorgeous part of the world that we operate in. And, and as such, I have other tenants in the building and I needed who stayed here. And lucky for me, everyone kept coming to work. We put in a glassed-in reception area. Everyone is – when you walk into this building, I don't care if you left for lunch and come back, you have your temperature checked. You have questions that are answered. We have step-and-pull door openers. Everyone is in their own private offices. No one is allowed in the office that doesn't work here. Deliveries are kept at the front reception area. We've created, you know, and hand sani and and gloves masks are, are located throughout the area. And anyone in a public hallway or going to the restroom or the kitchen, you know, has to wear a mask. We only allow one person in the kitchen at a time. We've created a pristine, safe environment for people to continue to work and feel comfortable that they are in a safe place. And I'm, and, and the advantage is. It's all a ground floor building. There's no elevators that anyone needs to take. So for my staff, because of the collaboration, the training, the other issues, we now have moved to a place of feeling confident enough that they can come in two days a week. And it's a staggered two days a week. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is when people are in the office and we can work together. Every Monday we have a a Microsoft Teams call, and now we make them a a training and planning call in addition to key work experiences or things going up. But we try to keep the group call to about a half hour. And then we do, I have an unusual skill when people are in the office. Every morning at 930, we close the office, we forward the phone lines, and we walk to Pete's Coffee, and we all get Pete's, and we will stand outside in the parking lot and kick off the day holding our coffees and talking about, you know, what we need to address and where we're struggling, where we're having success and might be success for another client and another team. So that's kind of playing on both ends, right? We have people in the office, but three days a week they're home. And and that way I think we can move forward and really look at the strengths and professional development of every employee. We are back now to doing professional reviews and moving them forward because what happens is it becomes much more obvious in a work-from-home environment where strengths and weaknesses are in the output of the work. Yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, we've been doing remote work since 2013, and it took us a long time to identify who is really capable of working remote without yeah. you know much guidance and not everyone is you know because some people just need this the social aspect some people need people around them not to monitor what they're doing but they just thrive in in an environment where they have people next to them so what you just said is basically you know there are three days a week where people come in 
two days, basically out of the three days. Is that something that you think you would keep going with, even if we have a vaccine, even if things go back, air quotes, to normal? Yeah. You know, so I have one employee who has three small kids and she, her family is all in Boston. And every summer she goes home to Boston and the rest of the year is here. But, you know, the entire summer she likes to be home. You know, school's out. They're back in Boston. So the cousins and the and the families can all be together. Um, that was an issue. Now with work from home, you know, she's got highly defined areas to deliver on, to be measured on, and that seems to be working. We have one gal here who lives up in L.A. and commutes all the way from Mid Wilshire down to the beach cities. And, you know, that's over an hour. She probably, while well, she she actually is loving coming back to work. We actually, mm. we, we will take the management team and go for lunch or do a little shopping and browsing. There's so much therapy in just going shopping and just sitting in a restaurant and having lunch and being out of the four walls of your home. People need a change of pace. If you work all day in one room in your house and then you go to another room, well, maybe that might be okay, but most of us are working in the same rooms that we live in. And it's very tough and there's a lot of distractions in the home that we don't mm -hmm. have in the workplace. It's And we need we need change. We are not creatures of being basically imprisoned in our own homes. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bob, I, I think we're coming towards the end of, of this podcast, yes. but what I wanted to know from you is what things got more difficult with this work from home environment and what things got easier? Do you have mm. things to share? You know, Stefan, that's a really good question. I think all of us have learned to live smaller worlds, you know, less travel, uh, less shopping, less getting dressed up to go out for parties or gatherings and um, and finding a way to live, hopefully, positively, really happily in this smaller world uh, is the challenge each of us have at work as well as at home in our lives. And what I think is the biggest challenge is that, you know, look, it's a depressing time. So many people are out of work can't find their way forward. And they have family members, some of whom might work here. And we're seeing increase in suicides, increase in depression, mental health. We're seeing increase in use of alcohol and drugs, which is all understandable. And, and I, you know, that doesn't happen without affecting people because we all have families where this is going on and it, and it affects us here too. So, Keeping out signs, trying to be positive and hopeful and giving people a way forward, it's the most important way we can go. Let's have a plan and let's ask for help in getting there. Thank you for joining the Performance Silver Podcast uh, and sharing your thoughts on you know, how to grow a business or even you know, to, to manage a business during this situation when a lot of people have to work from home because they might not be able to create a 
secure work environment in their office building. If people want to reach out to you and want to find out more what, what you're doing at Bob Gold and Associates, how can they get in touch? It's easy. Just write to and say hello. Hello <laughs> at bobgoldpr.com. And I promise we'll get back to you. Hello Love. at bobgoldprlikepublicrelations.com. Wonderful. Well, thanks everyone for listening. If you like the Performance Delivered podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at SymphonicHQ. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.